From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 145. We're nearly there. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Hover, Simplified Domain Management, MassDrop, an online community for enthusiasts of all kinds, and Hoban Cards, affordable and beautiful custom letterpress printed calling cards. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined, as always, by the pen addict himself, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Was it worth it, Mike? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to push the Pen Addict podcast back a day and not care about the listeners to this show to listen to a press conference about watches. Look, I'm just going to say, this is slander, what you're doing to me right now. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, I mean, I guess it probably was worth it. I apologize, Pen Addict listeners, but it it seems like for all intents and purposes, it was a good business move for the day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a busy day for you. No, I, I can understand it. And uh, you gave me plenty of advance. You're like, look, <laughs> this is going to be like an all day thing. So let's just move it to another day. And I'm like, I'm good. I, like I told you, I slept for 11 hours. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're complaining about. Yeah, see, the thing yeah. was, is it like... It, it wasn't that we were like doing stuff all day. It was that we didn't know when we were going to be able to record. Right, upgrade. right. Um, and it ended up being a bit of a mess anyway. We had to record it in two halves because uh, because we recorded too long, and then Jason had to drive home from the, the Macro Studio. Mm. Uh, but I think the show came out really well. It has uh, one of the greatest moments in podcasting history. <laughs> it does. I listened to that part. I hadn't listened to the whole thing, but I couldn't. I couldn't pass up listening to that. But I won't spoil it. So it's pretty great, it was, right? It was worth it. It's like yeah. in the th- first two minutes. If you want to yes. listen, I'll put it in the show notes. There's um, actually a link right to the uh, to the timestamp. Someone had one that uh, that's what I listened to. So oh yeah, it's probably an overcoster. But you should listen to yeah. the first because I think listen. Listening to the first minute or two helps set the stage, yep. um, but it's in like I think it's like a minute, like ninety seconds or something is is the point mm-hmm. that you want to hear. Uh, right. But listen, listen to the first couple of minutes. Plus, it's you know if you're at all interested in what Apple did yesterday, uh, I think it was a really good roundup. Um, so you should so you should go listen. All right, so we'll we'll leave that uh, there for all of the other shows on the network, and um, you should definitely tune in this week. I'm sure I know y'all got a lot planned in uh, all kinds of all kinds of shows, but uh, let's get into pens and stuff. Yeah, pens and stuff is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, one so, thing I will yeah, mention: yeah. I think we did we speak about the Apple Store event thing that I did on this show. You know, I said something once, and you're like, "Oh, Jesus, what the fuck? this is Jesus, not Oh yeah, yet. that was it. Yeah, so I gave yeah. a talk at an Apple Store a couple of weeks ago, and that uh, the audio is now up uh, on the iTunes Store as of today. Um, awesome. So I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Because um, that's fun. I, awesome. I love I love when I do these things. Cause I always talk about the pen addict as like an example of why <laughs> you can have a podcast about anything. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, weird, never hurts. That's a show title right there. <laughs> so um i did some weird this week myself i uh i did something on a whim that had kind of had the seeds planted in my head for a long long time since i've the last year or two of the pen attic when things have kind of ramped up people have been wanting to do you know have more of a community around it and i've been asked to, uh, how about adding a forum to the pen attic I've thought about it. I've looked at all kinds of forum database, all kinds of forum software, all kinds of setting it up. It just looked overwhelming to me. I didn't want to deal with the maintenance of it. I didn't want to deal with the uh, issues that come along with those types of things. I didn't want to deal with the support, all that kind of mess. And earlier this week, or 
don't even know what day it was, late last week, the Fountain Pen Geeks website went down, and, and this all kind of ties in together. And I don't know anything about that. People are asking me about all that drama over there. I don't know Dan, Eric, anything about all that. So I don't even have any words to say about that. But what people were most upset about is the FP Geeks forum went down. And people were really up in arms about not having that outlet. So they're still working through the issues with the FP Geeks website. But they put the forum back online until they hash out their differences um, and get the website back to normal. What do you mean hash out their differences? So yeah, I'm fully away from this because I don't really uh, forums are just not really a thing that I'm I've never been yeah. much of a person for. So it didn't have anything to do with the forums. The whole the overview of the FP Geeks thing and they've changed the homepage now is uh there's basically a power struggle between the two owners. Oh, so, that sucks. So one of one of them took it down, took down the site without the other one knowing. So oh. that's that's the uh the short version. Everything else I don't know. So what a shame. Yeah, so they're working it out. But anyway, they put the forum back up. But that made me think, again, about doing the pin attic forum stuff. And I still, I just don't want to deal with all that a forum entails. And since we've been using Slack for Relay, and we've been using Slack for Knock, I've gotten kind of used to that platform. And I didn't even cross my mind as something that would be useful for pin attic people. But... I saw some other communities like an Atlanta technology community just have a Slack room with all these boards and like a thousand users and they had all these different uh, types of channels that you can talk in for different uh, topics. And I was like, well, maybe this will work for the pen addict. So I literally just sat there one morning and created the Slack room, posted it out there, started sending out invitations. And uh, it's been awesome. The feedback has been killer for it's, this room. It's insane. It's insane. It is. You know, I think we're at about 100. It's somewhere between 150 and 180 users so far. Um, there's channel topics you can talk in like fountain pens, regular pens, paper, ink. There's a general channel. There's a place where you can sell stuff. Uh, there's a place where you can, I call it pimp yourself. You know, if you're a blogger or you make stuff, you can put stuff in there. I just want to, it's just this really, really fun community. And everyone's so kind and helpful. And the conversations, if you're a completionist, don't even you you need no. to file that away. I just you even pop log in, in a couple time. of times a day and just see what's happening. Like I, I don't even really say much because I don't even know what to contribute. But right. it's fun. It's amazing that it's there and just happening all the time. You know. Yeah. So anyone who hasn't um, gotten in on this and is interested, right now, I'm doing all the invitations manually. So all you need to do is get in touch with me, Twitter, email, right, whatever. If you and, want, there are tools that can allow for automatic sign up. Yes, I need to I need to look in that. I just haven't I've done some basic searches on that, but I haven't done anything yet. So right now I'm doing it the hard way, but that's okay. It's worked out well. Um I'm getting everyone in with you know within a day of when they send me their email address and send them an invite. It's really, really fun. Um it's a great community. It's been fun to watch the banter that's going back and forth um in all the rooms and you know, it's someone asked me to explain. Several, a lot of people don't know what Slack is, and they asked me to explain it. I mean, on its own, it's basically it's a collaboration tool, really made designed for workplaces. But it's built in such a way that you can use it as a community platform. And in this case of the Pen Addict, I related it to like the bar, the neighborhood bar down on the corner. You know, uh, the unfortunate Cheers reference where everybody knows your name. You walk in any time of day. It's open 24-7. Pull up to the bar. 
barkeep will pour you a drink, ask you what's going on, and you can just talk about pens. It's just really, really cool. It's so easy. It's just simple, nothing to it. And, um, you know, I've already had a lot of great feedback on it. So if you're interested in that, um, definitely get in touch. So I, I, I posed a question, Mike, in the, uh, the general forum today that's kind of uh, relevant to what we've already talked about in opening this show. So what are you most interested in this week? The Apple Watch event or the new Fields Notes release, which should be tomorrow? Well, I mean, now I'm really interested in a new Field Notes release. <laughs> but it was before it was the Apple Watch. You're pretty jacked yeah. about the Apple Watch, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I I love pens. That's your thing. That's your thing. But it's pens are my second thing. Yeah, you know? I hear you. I hear They're you. like my mistress or something. <laughs> you know, it's the yep, thing. It's fair. the thing that I like to do that I don't tell anybody about. Yeah. So we should have Field Notes tomorrow. Um, I think. According to their uh, cryptic uh, tweets that they like to send out, you know, whether they'll just say tomorrow or something's happening tomorrow. So we'll see. I re-up my subscription just uh, for this this one. I have no clue what it's going to be, but um, they don't fail to disappoint. I think, so, it, I think it's going to be a big one. Yeah, I, I kind of have that feeling too. And every time they, they seem to uh, top themselves. So it's... Uh, it's always interesting to see now. They've definitely built this this hype train up uh, to epic proportions, so we'll see what it is. Hype train's rolling on through. <laughs> Speaking of the hype train. I'll tell you what, before that, let me let yeah. me take our first break. We've got, we've got a few sponsors today, so uh, sure. we'll just take our first one now. Uh, sure, let sure, me just sure. take a moment to thank our friends over at Hover for supporting this week's episode. If you are a person like like Brad, um, or even like me, you, you have a, a thing that you want to do on the internet, you're going to need a domain name for it. It's one of the most important things. So you can say, you know, go to penaddict.com. You need that domain names. It's what you need if you want to have a website, you want to have a pen blog, you want to have anything. You've got to have a domain name for it. Hover is the best way to buy and manage domain names. It's super simple to go to hover.com. You type in what you're looking for and they're going to show you what's available. If the .com's available, you can buy it straight there or they're going to show you other things that are available. You know, maybe different uh, suggestions of the names that you're looking for. So they might suggest different words or different modifiers to help you get uh, the top level domain like the .com or .co that you're looking for. Or they will just show you, you know, they'll say, oh, let's say that you typed in Penaddict Slack, you wanted to register that for whatever reason, you could say, oh, penaddictslack.com, we can get that. Oh, oh no, somebody's taking it. Oh, okay, I can get .co, .me. They'll show you the big list of all the stuff that you can get. Maybe you want .net, .co.uk, all of those things. It's going to show you them there. You can select which domains you want. You can buy as many as you want, and you just put them in your cart, and you just go and check out. They don't show you a thousand different options of horrible, scammy things, and you have to uncheck a checkbox to check a checkbox to show that you maybe are or are not interested they don't do any of that rubbish. And also, Hover do something great. They include domain privacy. It's called Who is Privacy for free. Many competing registrars don't do this. They make you pay for it. But with Hover, they bolt it on for free. It's just they Hover believe that your information should be private. So I think that's a really great thing. And it's something that sets them out, I think, way ahead of their competition. Another thing that I think is fantastic at Hover is their fantastic customer support. They have a no hold, no wait, no transfer telephone support policy. When you're on the phone with Hover, you'll be talking to an actual human being and they're not going to pass you around all different teams all over the world. They're just going to, I think they've got everybody based in Canada, which is where they're based. So you can talk to some very friendly people and they're going to help you out. 
But if you do prefer uh, robotic communication or text communication of some kind, they have great support documents and they also have great email support as well, which I've used before and, and always been very, very happy with that. So go to hover.com to try them out right now and use the code FOUND at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first... There you go. For your first purchase at hover.com, I'll show you support for this show. That's found, F-O-U-N-D, because I found my pen. Thank you to Hover for supporting this week's show and all of Relay FM. Do you think they? Do you think Walmart.horse is available? Maybe. <laughs> no, it's taken already. Uh, uh, see, someone man. got to hover.com before you did, yeah, Brad. I know, I know. Um, so an interesting thing about the pen, about the, the ink... Right, the found the found pen, the found ink. So uh, I was I was very happily starting to use it again, and I was like, great, okay, I can use my ink all the time as I love to, and have it by me and write with the show. You know, got my show notes, and I can sit and write my little notes out as I go, like old Brad cursed at this point. I have to cut that out. You know, I write my little <laughs> notes down. So uh, I have a new microphone set up, um, and oh. it, it's slightly different to how it was before. I haven't noticed any any problems with it. Actually, I've been very, very happy with it. But what must have happened is it is slightly more sensitive because I was editing Connected. And uh, basically, the way that I edit a lot of this stuff is I write the little timestamps down and then I go in and listen to the point um, and cut it out. Right, so I like oh we cross talked here. So then I look at my notes and I go right at twenty minutes and twenty two seconds. Go in, and then every time I was doing it, I was like, what is that noise? Like I could hear this noise. It's like, what is that? What is that? And it was this. <laughs> so the microphone now is picking that up, and it wasn't yeah. doing that before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now... The, the the on and off. Yep. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not your microphone. Maybe your pin's just mad at you for it's ditching it in the closet. Me. Screaming yeah, pit- at me. But I still use it a lot. I just can't use it for that one purpose. Yes, I can understand that. That's a, a very tinny, tingy sound that uh, probably Plus, picks up really well. I was always dropping it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I was always dropping the cap or something like that, but there you go. So. Well, just remember, Mike, pens have feelings. They and, do. Uh, they don't do. put them in the closet like that, and uh, it will act better So I put uh, it for you. I put it back into its lovely home, which is the aluminum cube that sits on my desk. <laughs> nice, nice. So I want to... This is the story that won't die, but in all the good ways. This is about the Visionaire, which we all know about. And then subsequent to that, we recently had a Visionaire go up on eBay, which we all found quite hilarious. And then the eBayer happened to be a podcast listener, and he emailed me the whole story about his selling his Visionaire. And then all of a sudden, I get an email in my inbox. I have, uh, you know, Thomas Hall is my... Um, my pen uh, guru, he spends all my money. Well, I have a, I have an ink dealer as well who will remain unnamed. And he sends me all these rare, hard-to-get inks that I test out and are awesome. Well, it turns out he's the guy that bought the Visionaire. So he sends me an email. Yeah, I bought the Visionaire, and, you know, I just wanted, uh, you know, a piece of this uh, little history. And then about a week later, he sends me another email. He's like, I got the Visionaire. You're not going to believe this. So in the show notes, which is at relay.fm forward slash pin addict forward slash 145, there's an image of the picture that was included with the purchased Visionaire from eBay. And I would like to read this, Mike, to everyone. So this is from the guy who sold the Visionaire on eBay. 
I congratulate you on your momentous winning of the Visionaire eBay auction. I believe this will end up being a pivotal moment in your life, a moment after which everything will be subtly different. At first, you may not notice the changes. They might be as small as a found quarter on the sidewalk, but it will add up quickly. All the best. And there's a draw. There's a drawing of the Visionaire, a pen. It's got an arrow marking um, the the highlights of the pen. So it's got the full drawing, nib included. It says it's got an arrow pointing to the barrel. It says Visionaire. It's got an arrow pointing to the nib. It says Iridium Point, Germany. And then it's got an arrow pointing to the ink line, saying the blood of kings. Mm. This story took the thread that was just not something that i would have ever imagined in a million years and it's all because of this podcast the link between all these people that i don't know at all doing these things and it just ended up being hilarious i got a monstrous kick out of this um you know people are probably tired of me hearing about it but i thought this was just absolutely hilarious and brilliant and um i i can't get enough of that but maybe that's the end of that one so i i just thought it was fantastic it's not gonna be the end it's never the end, man. Well, no, because you haven't used one yet. Oh, that's true. You're gonna bring yours. Oh, bring you yours bet to I me? am. It's it's Sweet. number one on my list of pens to to bring to Atlanta. Okay, well, that will definitely have to be on the um on the uh, video episode. Me uh, mm-hmm. getting to test out the uh, the Visionaire. All right, so I got a question for the listeners and need some help. With a gentleman named Ben, sent me an email. He is in the Coast Guard, and he's out at sea, and he travels nearly constantly, and he wants a notebook with archival paper qualities. And I thought, this is going to be easy. And I started kind of checking myself on what I thought was archival paper, and I learned a couple things that I didn't know previously, so I wanted to share them with everyone. So there's a difference between acid-free paper and really true archival paper so people say they want archival paper for our intents and purposes mike acid-free paper is you know like you'll find that in rhodia products like in their webbies um you know at which term all those all the products that we talk about nearly all of them have acid-free paper you'll see that touted in their description but there's actually a true archival paper that you can get that maybe isn't as good as for journaling. But what I found is that the acid-free paper is really perfect for what, you know, Ben is trying to do. So for our everyday writing, the paper that we use, if it's acid-free, it's going to last for hundreds of years. We're not looking for something that's going to last forever. We're not writing, you know, these documents like the Declaration of Independence anymore. That doesn't happen. You know, we're not writing these things on documents in, in some type of permanence. But you can get a cotton-based paper that does that. And I'll put some links in the show notes to the um, notes on uh, acid-free paper and where you can find cotton paper, which I didn't know there was a huge difference. Number one, I didn't know acid-free paper. Well, that's going to be, you know, last for hundreds of years as it is. I didn't know it would last that long. But the, the cotton paper will last even longer, practically infinity, just because the fibers are different. Regular acid-free paper is made from wood pulp. Eventually, that's going to degrade. That's why they got the acid out of it. But, you know, over 500 years or something, it will eventually degrade. The cotton paper does not degrade. It becomes frayed and maybe torn, but it's not going to go anywhere. So he asked for a recommendation for archival paper in a hardbound notebook 
in approximately a five by eight size. And it turns out the things that we already like, like I recommend the Rhodia Web Notebook. It's acid-free paper. The Leuch Term, 1917, acid-free paper. All these things are great. And then one that we don't talk about ever, and mostly I don't talk about it because it only comes in blank and lined, is the uh, Quo Vadis Habana Journal, which I've tested one out. They're really awesome journals. I just don't like the paper format. That's something you should really look at, Ben. Um, and if anyone has anything to add on this archival paper question um, that Ben has and anything I'm missing or misrepresenting, um, let me know. Get in touch. And um, it, it, Because I wasn't exactly clear on what the meaning of acid-free was. I, I knew the literal definition, but I didn't know what that meant for the longevity of the paper. So that was kind of interesting to find out. So more in the hunting of things down, Mike, I got an interesting email. Oh, when did that come in? Yesterday, I think, from Frances. She went shopping at Muji. Everybody loves Muji. I love mm -hmm. Muji. You love Muji. They're a good company. Good, Make good, um, basic items, household goods. And they also carry stationery. And we've talked in the past how much I enjoy their gel ink pens. They make some fine gel ink pens. She sent me a really interesting email um, she was just at the San Francisco Muji this past week, and she's a pen fan already and picked up some of the newer Muji gel pens and then laid them down next to um, her Zebra Sarasa clips. And what do you know? It's identical. Like, down to the T, identical, except for a cutout in the clip and the zebra name. It is crazy identical. Like I cannot, like I would not be able to tell a difference in a blind test at all. So in this, in this Sarasa image, mm -hmm. are some of these zebra and some of them Muji? So can you tell? No, I literally. I'm I'm assuming that the one in the middle is different, just because the label, the sticker, is mm -hmm. different. That's yep. honestly the only difference I can see. Right. Because even the clips on all three of them are different. Right. So yeah, the middle one's the Sarasa, and the other two are the Muji's. Oh, man. I mean, they're down to the grooves in the grip, down to the threading on the barrel, the clip mechanism on the on the uh, clip, the spring-loaded clip, and it doesn't end there. She also picked up a highlighter, which I couldn't find on Muji's site. She picked up a highlighter that is identical. I mean, dead solid, identical to the Uniball Propus. And why that's interesting is that the Propus is one of the see-through tip highlighters, right? So it's got like a clear cutout in the middle of the highlighter tip. It's exactly 100% the same. So I'm wondering has something changed with Muji because in their past pens before they look like their own pens. Sure. Someone's making them for them, but now it looks like they're in like the manufacturers of like the top brands like zebra and uni. And I guess this is good. It's basically the generic brand cereal, right? Some of those get made in the same factories, right? But you don't have to pay for the advertising or marketing uh, upgrade to this pens, you know, to the, to the cereal in my example, right? It's the exact same product unbranded and that's kind of a big deal because 
these pens are a dollar fifty instead of two fifty. All right, and, uh, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. How is this any different to the Kickstarter pens? Yeah, I I I don't know. That's what that's why my curiosity is peaked. I don't know how they're doing this. Um, no, what I mean is like the the Kickstarter pens that that we've rallied against and said right. that they're wrong for doing this stuff because they're marketing it as their own which I see Muji doing the same thing. So that's why I'm questioning it. I, I don't know. I it's mean, weird if does it's it, made does it maybe the exact help that, same way. Does it maybe help that Muji sell them for much cheaper? Like they're not know. saying that they're high quality or whatever? I don't know. No, I don't know. No, I think that's a legitimate question that I, I don't have an answer for. You know, if they're... I don't think it's much different, to be honest. And I think if we're going to be upset at, at one, we should be upset at the other. If not, you know, maybe even there's an argument to be made that you should be more upset at Muji because they don't have to do this. And yeah. and there are people that are doing this Kickstarter stuff and they don't have a lot of money and they have a little idea and they're trying to, pro- pro- you know, I don't know. No, I think that's a fair point. And I think what my what it comes down to for me is how are we going to get an answer for this? Right, Muji's not gonna say. Yeah, you're not gonna. You know, but with other projects, we're able to suss out the information and go, "Look, here's this. Can you explain it?" And most of the time, they avoid the question or or, or work around it. And then, you know, I I agree with it's not. Hmm, what's the right word? Legitimate. Kosher. Oh, legitimate's not. Yeah, it's, it's kind of not kosher. It's kind of. Muji has gotten to be well known for their stationery. So it does feel to me like they're taking away from brands like Zebra and Uni. And from and themselves. Yeah. They're not knocking off their pins. They're the exact pin. It's a very obvious thing to me. Uh, you know, well, they just changed I mean- a couple little design tweaks, so... Yeah, but so but, yeah, but they're not exactly the same then. So like that they are they are potentially knocking them off. They're not necessarily. I I can't imagine that like they're getting them from the same manufacturer. They I, could I just, would imagine they are getting them from the same manufacturer. That's my question. But would yeah, because d- don't the pieces like, are, don't Uni like make their own like and and, and well they like, have factories right and if they contract out to other right, things yeah right. I, I'm curious right what's the answer to this because like you can look at the knock mechanism. Um, because it's a clear barrel and you can see the grooves in the barrel um, at the top of the knock where it clicks in it's got these angled grooves they're identical i mean yeah. if you're going to knock off the pin it's not going to have that level of detail right no do you know it, I, I i see what you're saying like and the clip the clip's slightly different but that's not like that's that's, a, that's, that's an outside change. piece right because the grips are exactly the same the the screw like the way that the screw thread is done is exactly the same um i wonder if do you know what is really interesting what's the refill in that oh i have pictures of that too she sent it to me they're marked the same no see it's that's like, where it gets it's really like the weird. same pen. what i find it even really really strange that it's two different brands it's yeah. not like all zebra across the line. It's some. It's zebra and uni in this instance. Well, because they're just picking what they think's the best stuff. Yeah. So how do they or, even or do that? Zebra and uni both subcontract to this other factory, and Muji's just going in and picking things off the line. Maybe you would think you would see that show up in other places because there's plenty of knockoffs, but you can tell the difference in the knockoffs that they're not, you know, up to snuff. Yeah, no, this but it, it like might be like a. Copy. 
like a Foxconn type scenario, right? Sure. Not anybody can just walk into a place like that, but Muji might already have some stuff made by this manufacturer. So they're just saying, can we have this, this, and this? And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, whatever. Like we have the plans. Because I think that's how a lot of that sort of stuff gets done. It's like, well, we have the plans so we can just make it. Um, See, this is weird. It is weird because they do... See, I find it, if the refills are the same, which they look like they are... That seems even weirder because it's like you'd think that a pen company would have pride in the refill enough that they wouldn't allow it to happen to this. Like, isn't that the heart? I guess it depends from person to person what the heart of the pen is. But, like, to me, that's what sets you apart, like, the way it feels to write with. And to imagine that that, I don't know, maybe I'm, like, romanticizing it, but to imagine that that's a thing that you would farm out to a contractor, it kind of seems weird but like clearly clearly what's happening here is they use just using the same factory and and there must the way that i would look at it is that zebra and uh uni are using a factory that muji also has access to so they're just picking it all up so i wonder how i can hunt this down because like this you know i bet if you can get a hand on some packaging that would be a really good start yeah like if you can get even if you just get the zebra, Muji, gener- Muji generally sells their pens loose. Yeah, so. no, I, I, what I mean is like if you can get your hands on the Uniball Excellent. and the Zebra and look at them mm-hmm. and see if there's any way you can try and understand if they're made in the same place, mm-hmm. that would be a really good start. Like, oh, it's just, I love, I love how this show became like a detective <laughs> show a while ago, and now we're just latching onto it. I think that would be a really good start, and then if you can if you can assess that, you can. There might be a way to find out. There might actually just be a way, like in a corporate responsibility type scenario, that they have to disclose factories they work with, and if yeah. you can try and find a so, link between them all. So I put the link in the chat room to the refills, and Dan is yelling at us in the chat room, saying, "Guys, this is not abnormal. It, it is abnormal. It is abnormal to see such a huge brand use such other huge brands." um products so i i think this is abnormal dan and in the fact that their visibility is huge yeah i mean you want to argue dan's arguing semantics and you know we can argue that till the cows come home but i i don't think these these huge brands we probably go to japan or china right now we'll find thousands of knockoffs on the shelves right now but you don't see this from muji in the U.S., knocking off the hugest pen companies in Japan, and um, so I don't know. It's very, very, very weird. So, but uh, yeah, I'm sure it's factory based somehow, and I don't know. I found it extremely interesting because it's virtually identical. I mean, I don't see how it's not the same pen. So we shall see. Yeah, Dan's saying it's it's not a knockoff, it's white labeling, and I've never known Zebra and Uniball to white label products. Yeah, so this is the thing, I have a few people saying this in the chat room, like, I also appreciate that this happens, but it's it seems weird, or is this the first time that we've come across it happening with pens made by these companies? That That's kind of the difference. It's not that, like, this stuff doesn't happen because it totally does of course it does hence why you can get like cereal and toothpaste and all that kind of stuff right 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 but it's it's weird to see it coming from these companies and Mm -hmm. it's weird to see it at muji (laughs) yeah 
It so. it just seems peculiar. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe maybe we've just been blind to it this whole time. Like we just yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. But it it does seem really peculiar. It just seems really really peculiar. Yep. And I think you're right. In this should fit in the same category as some of the Kickstarter stuff that we've seen in the past. Yep. I agree with you there. All right. That's enough of that. So. Maybe we'll have more on that. Maybe we won't, and I'm good either way. <laughs> maybe Dan. Maybe Dan's gonna chase you down. Yes, yeah. he's so he's so ticked off right now mm-hmm. that uh, hopefully we'll just uh, put this ball in his court, and then uh, we'll we'll just leave it from there. All right, should we make everybody a little bit happier? Oh, <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna make them happy or not. It it made me pretty happy. Yeah, well, I, we'll explain it in a moment. I think that's yeah. quite interesting because <laughs> I think it's just, you'll hear it and it'll make you happy, but your wallet, maybe not so much. I'm so happy that we're welcoming back MassDrop uh, to sponsor this week's episode of The Pen Addict. MassDrop is an online community for enthusiasts of all kinds, from audio and electronics to quilting and cooking. It's a place for you to connect with people like you, to discuss your favorite products and activities and buy them together. MassDrop represents a new type of online experience that combines community, content, and commerce. MassDrop Shop offers its users a place where enthusiasts can meet and connect over the products they love, a forum where you can vote on and discuss the products you're passionate about, and a platform to connect directly with manufacturers to buy products together to get bulk pricing. They are not a flash sales website, they are not a deal site, they are not Groupon. <laughs> I love that this is like flat out. We're not Groupon, okay? Uh, the thing They're that is most not. important to the guys and girls over at MassDrop is that they want to build communities around things that people love. That's what they're passionate about. Ultimately, they are here to help you by making the product you care about more affordable and accessible and providing you with a platform to connect with other like-minded enthusiasts. I know that the group buys are something that's super interesting to the pen community and it's something that happens quite a lot. And some of the stuff that we buy can be pretty expensive, but buying in bulk can help help with that cost because what you're doing is you're sharing the cost amongst uh, amongst a bunch of people and this is where a service like MashDrop that can actually help facilitate these group buys is actually something that's really cool for this community. I've taken a look at MashDrop. They have some great deals where they've gotten like 20 to 30% off brands like Pelican and Franklin Christoph and I want to highlight something at the moment. If you go to, to MashDrop right now, they have a Lamy 2000 ma- uh, MashDrop at the moment with a price of 114 99 <laughs> is what it's at currently. That's insane. So you can go there now and you can get and you can get your hand on one of these things, which is just super awesome. Um what you should do is go to dro.ps slash the pen addict and sign up. Once you've signed up, search for the Lamy two thousand and you'll be able to to get your hand on one of these things for just shy of a hundred and fifteen dollars. Now these you know, we know this. They go for 199, but like, yeah, they uh, mashed up email me this morning to tell me about it because they wanted me to talk about it. And at the moment, it's uh, it's it's at that incredible price of 115 bucks. Yeah. So the MSRP is 199. The street price is about 140, which I've never seen really much lower than that, unless you've got some discounts from somewhere. But I've never seen the Lamy 2000 for this lower price. That's pretty nuts. Um, a lot of people ask us. You know what's their next step up fountain pen, and I think this one comes up probably more than anything, right, Mike? Like when you're getting oh. out of like the beginner range and want to do something like really nice, but not go totally ape and break in the bank. The Lamy 2000 is really hard to beat for at me. Its regular price and at this price is just ridiculously good. I think once you get to a certain point, for me, the Lamy 2000 is a must-have. Like, yeah, it's I I love mine. I love mine so much. 
um, and this is a great deal. I have to say that this this specific mass drop is only available to US addresses, I'm afraid. Um, yes. If you're international, but but there are always there's loads of stuff there. You should just go and check it out. And they've they've got loads of really great 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 products there. Like for pen addicts, you guys are just gonna love this stuff. They, it's a great community. They've got great stuff there. It's a something really interesting. I think it fits really well with what we do. So if you go to dro.ps/thepenaddict, sign up and you can go and check out some of these incredible deals. Thank you so much to MassDrop for helping support this show and all of Relay FM. Yeah, and I don't know if we mentioned it. You may have, but there's just five days left on this one. They're not um, yeah. in perpetuity uh, sales. They yeah, are, that's the thing. They're like there they're, is a time limit. Yep, because they then have to place the order. Right. Yes. Again, yes. These things don't go forever. But uh, yeah, I, I really like these guys, um, and, and I think that you will too. Yeah, doing awesome stuff. Very cool. Thank you, Mass Drop. All right. So I threw out a tweet this morning i had a couple of uh spots to fill in the show notes today mike so i wanted to see what um what everyone was looking for uh for for questions and one of them and we've kind of skated around the surface of this when we talked about my nakaya what's the next grail pin if the nakaya was my grail pin what's the next grail pin i think i answered when we talked about this a few weeks ago probably similarly to i'm going to answer now is there's not a next grail pin for me I have a shopping list. I have pens that I want to acquire. None of them fit what for me personally would be a grail pen, which is just something like really, really special. And for anybody something that, that like in case this misses anyway, it's, it's obviously the Holy Grail. Yes. Yeah. The Holy Grail. Yeah. So the pinnacle, the ultimate um, cannot be surpassed. And, you know, I've thought about that. And for me, Right now, any pen that I'm interested in is a button click away. There's not going to be a lot of thought um, other than do I want to spend the money. So I thought about this, and there's a pen that's kind of always been in the back of my head, and maybe this has to go on the grail pen because it will involve a hunt, right? And that's part of the grail thing. It's either a hunt or a discovery, there's a process to getting to that point. Or it's super you know, expensive. Yeah, or it's super expensive. You have to, yeah, it it costs you something, whether it's time, money, brain Effort. cells. It's not something that you just go throw out your credit card and say, I'm done, I have my Grail pen. There's no fun in that. So we've talked about probably, I think it was two pen shows ago, that I bought a Parker Vacuumatic. I bought one it's, of mine. And you bought one of yours. It's one of the most beautiful pens I've ever seen. There's one Parker Vacuumatic that I've always seen pictures of, and every time I see a picture of it, it stops me in my tracks. It's called the Parker Vacuumatic Golden Web. This looks nothing like mine. No, it doesn't look like anything like any Parker Vacuumatic. This I, is if, not... if you go to the page that, that's in the show notes, I have the blue one. That's it. Yeah, that's on and, that page. And, like If you go down, there's like a yeah. selection, I have the blue one. Yeah, so mine looks like yours, except it's gray. Yeah. This one is basically, basically like fractured glass in there that's just or mosaic type thing yeah mosaics are a really great way to put it so this pen blows my mind i don't know that i've ever seen one in person but if you had to pin me down to what's a grail pen that i want it's probably this 
It because... costs five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll pay five dollars to anyone who has this pen right now. There's actually one on eBay right now. I went and looked when I was doing the uh, research for this. I was like, I'm wondering what they're going for because I really don't know. It could be a thousand something dollar pen, and I wouldn't know. But uh, my guess was a few couple few hundred dollars, and that's about right. There's one on eBay right now that's approaching three hundred dollars, and it has twenty eight bidders. So there, it's a sought after pen. So this is something I would be proud to own. It would be a unique talking piece. Um, you know, something like this, I think, is fitting into my grail pen category now. Like, if I didn't own a Pilot Murex, right, something like that would be a grail pen. There's a challenge and an effort to get, like, a good quality Murex because they're not made anymore. And, you know, that's just my definition. Everyone else is different. And so uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I don't have absolute certain grail pen i have pens that i want to buy but they're all new pens that i can just order they're always available i'm looking for something that really appeals to me personally aesthetically something that's challenging to acquire and something that will i will appreciate greatly once i own it because buying it is only part of it owning it and loving it like we do to a lot of the products that we talk about on this show and it becomes part of you, that's a whole different thing. And that's what a pen like this golden web would be for me. So I hope I explained that, <coughs> excuse me, well enough. That was, that was from uh, Tim from the Erasable Podcast, by the way. Thank you, Tim. So if you see a Parker golden web at the Atlanta Pen Show, um, don't buy it for me. Just, uh, I mean, don't buy it out from under me. <laughs> Tell me where it is and I'll go look at it. That another question we had, and I don't think we've ever discussed this topic, and it comes up a lot on the podcast, and that's having something like a fountain pen repair kit. Um, you know, fixing minor problems for your pens. We've talked about cleaning a lot. So, you know, you definitely want to have a bulb syringe uh, for your cleaning kit and probably even a traditional uh, needle syringe for your cleaning kit. But for a repair kit, I have a couple of minor things i don't do it too much like if tines are misaligned i don't get into that i don't i haven't really adjusted any tines like if you're crooked and you're getting a real scratchy performance that's not my forte but i have smoothed out pins i have you know cleaned out the nibs things like that and goulet pins has this package that they put together that you can kind of get an all-in-one thing you get a loop which is you know the little magnifying glass so you can see what you're doing you get some um um some micro mesh and you get some mylar paper. Those are things that will help you smooth the nib. So those are kind of, you know, if you have a little bit of a scratchy nib, you know, something, if you're very delicate on these um, micro mesh, it it does um, does wonders to the nib of your pen. I use that pretty frequently. There's also a, um, like a brass sheet. It's like a floss that you can get in between the tines. You know, sometimes they either get gunked up with ink or paper within those nibs. That's sometimes hard to clean out. Um, it's a brass, brass sheet that you basically floss the nib and, um, you know, it's stuff you don't always need, but it's stuff good to have around and it's always cheap. I mean, you can, you know, I, when I go to the pen show, I usually pick up a couple spare parts from the Anderson's like, that's where I brought my, bought my micro mesh last year. And I think I bought an extra syringes or two from them. So it's just kind of stuff you want to have handy, cost you a few bucks each item and they're really, really helpful on the few times that you need them. So that was from Tolliver on, on Twitter. So I hope that helped. Hmm. 
This was an interesting question, Mike, from Father Michael Gossett. The fountain pen elevator pitch. What is your elevator pitch for fountain pens if someone sees you using one? Ooh. So I, I didn't have to think about it too long, but I, I, I did have to put some. The first I was like, I have no, <laughs> I have no clue. But I, I think it boils down to this. And I think it boils down to making your own custom writing experience. That's what a fountain pen can do for you. You can do something very specific to how you write, what you write, um, the format you write in, the papers you use. You can take all of these items and you can find something that's perfect for what you need. So that was kind of my quick pitch for the fountain pen. Do you do you have any thoughts on this? I would love to say that I have something that's really... Um... Yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot. I mean, I, I think for me, it's just kind of like, I just love the way that they feel. Like, this mm-hmm. just to use a fountain pen is like a totally different experience. Uh, and it, there, there's so much to it that is is really kind of special. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, it's hard to explain. And it was a good, uh, really good question. So, you know, I... Maybe that works. We'll see. We'll see if we get the seal of approval from uh, Father Gossett on that one. So. I think, like, you know, part of it as well for me is like, if you do start to get interested in pens, like, for I feel anyway, this is where all the really good stuff is. You know, mm-hmm. the really right. pretty stuff, the the stuff that's really interesting, and the stuff that's weighted differently, and you can start getting into inks, and you can find your favorite nib, and you know. And and if if that's if you are interested in this stuff, that that's where it starts to get super interesting because you can really really start to to get away with yourself. Right, right. So yeah, so good. I I, I think we're we're kind of on the same page there. And uh, you know, maybe we should make a uh, a slide deck and uh, go around and present. What do you think? And get some VC funding. I think that's a great idea. All right. All right. So we could probably use some of this next product um, when we're making our our deck pitches right yeah when we're out and about let's do this well we're gonna need it we're gonna need some fantastic we're gonna need some really beautiful cards some lovely yeah. reading, like some lovely uh calling cards and that's yeah. what hoban cards can get us hoban cards creates affordable beautiful custom letterpress printed calling cards just go and stop what you're doing right now well i mean you can keep listening to the podcast if you want but open a web browser and type in hoban cards that's h-o-b-a-n-c-a-r-d-s.com just go and look at the stuff on their website. They are absolutely stunning. Hoban Cards is perfect for people who don't need a lot of business cards, but want a small batch of cards so when they have those special special interactions, you just want to knock someone's socks off. Maybe you're going to a conference and you want to impress some people, or you're going to an important business meeting. These are the times you want to leave a good impression, and a really fancy card can do that. Hoban Cards have 18 gorgeous pre-designed templates that you can choose from, and they're focused on typography and simplicity. The cards that you'll see from Hoban Cards are elegant, that is the perfect way of describing them. They're really classy, handmade goods, something that every pen addict loves and will need. Each card is hand-printed on a thick 100% cotton paper <laughs> cotton paper with a great texture <laughs> using a 1,500-pound letterpress from 1902. So you know that these things, right, they're going to last forever. 
right? These bad boys paper. are archival. Yeah, that's this, what you want. This is the real deal right here. And if you want, Hoban cards can also provide matching stationery items like note cards and writing stationery if you so desire, which can really help you up your correspondence game. Uh, there are free samples available from their website, and when you choose to buy, use the discount code WASHBURN, that's W-A-S-H-B-U-R-N-E, for free shipping anywhere in the world. If you haven't already, go to HobanCards.com to find out, and more importantly, see more for yourself. Thank you so much to Hoban Cards for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. Awesome. Thank you, Hoban. And um, their their site is drool-worthy. The work that they do is, is really epic, and um, it looks great. All right, one more question from Twitter from Junie. Um, what's your first fountain pen, Mike? Who was your first... Do you remember I bought mine? What? Do you remember I've found the original fountain pen, like from when I was a kid? The Yikes fountain so. pen. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, that was so my I first one. Sure. The Yikes mm-hmm. fountain pen of all knowledge. <laughs> if you go, if you Google Yikes fountain pen. Yeah, we're supposed episode, to have a whole show on this, remember? Yeah, you, episode. Me and Andy Welfley. Episode 96. <laughs> pops back up. Yep. Yeah, the uh the yikes is a is a phase that I missed, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> I think they were just UK though. I know I, I said well, that and I was wrong, wasn't well, it? Last yeah, time? Andy was Andy was pretty adamant about all the stuff that he had um when he was growing up that was uh that was yikes. So I don't know. I don't know. So what's what's your first big boy fountain pen? Um It would have been Alami Safari. Mm. That's exactly mine too. I remember it. Uh, you know, not counting. You know, I tried a couple of disposables like the Preppy uh, before, but like my first, like I guess, traditional fountain pen was the Lamy Safari in uh, a very non-traditional color. It was like the Chartreuse Limited Edition when they did. I, think, I want to say like 2008 or so. I actually reviewed it on my blog. That's the first legitimate big normally fountain pen that I bought. And from there, I don't even remember what was next. Probably something like the Pilot Prera, and on from there. So, I yeah, it's uh it's interesting to think back the uh, the evolution. We've we've been having a, a bunch of new listeners recently, Mike. I've been getting a bunch of emails about people that are just finding the podcast still, and they're going back from episode one and and going through. That would be uh, quite a journey to take these days, um, and and hear all the changes that we've uh, we've gone through over this time. So it's it's pretty crazy. All right, let's wrap it up on one big note. Okay. There's a party going on. Yes. And it's in Atlanta. It's a party going I, on around here. Yep. Celebrate. It's the time of the year. <laughs> it's in Atlanta for the pin show. All you people that made us happen, made this happen, made Mike be able to get to Atlanta. We are announcing an on-site party that hopefully we'll get some video of to share with all of you that can't be there. But if you're going to be there, we're having the Sassafras Spring Fling Friday, April the 17th at 7 p.m. at Notco headquarters. And Look at those fine sponsors of this event. So we actually, uh, Jeff's been working hard. We've been working hard. So we have, uh, we have a beer sponsor from a local brewery, Red Brick Brewing. Thank you, Red Brick. We have a couple of other sponsors that you all know and love. That would be Kara's customs and dudek modern goods they're all providing uh things for our raffle that we'll be having um providing some sweet goods for us providing uh beer for us in the case of uh red brick 
Um, uh, Jeff knows them well, and um, this is going to be a straight blowout, and I'm already worried about parking <laughs> because our our uh, our shop is about ooh, 800 square feet. So it's not a big place, but we'll have uh, we have some outside room to uh, to mingle around in. And uh, if anyone was there for the Fodderstock Fall Festival, you know how much fun we had. And this will be um, even more epic proportions. So I, now, I hope here's here's a, here's a thing that we should probably have this conversation away from the podcast. But I'm going to say it to you now anyway. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming that probably quite a lot of people um, will be coming from the pen show yes why don't we get like a mini bus that's not a bad idea that's really not a bad idea at all um because so then we people can drink too jumping all around and yeah that way we can get people back to it so uh i am writing this down i wish i could tell you what pen i was using but i See, can't because it's this so this awesome. is the kind of awesome stuff we can do with the extra money yeah <laughs> you know? yes so that is a brilliant idea writing it down now this is why we, make why a good we have team. pens. That's why we have pens. I wish uh, you should see this pen I'm using. It's so awesome. Is it the Nakai again? No, it's a three dollar pen, and it's amazing. What is it? I can't tell you. I told you I can't tell why you. Why can't you tell me? Because it's not released yet. Who is it by? Do I know the company? M- Muji. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really, is it? <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> It looks just like this pen called an ink. A company called Karas Customs. <laughs> yeah. Here they white here they white label their uh, products. Can I ask you a question? You can dodge if you want to. Sure. Because this has come up in the in the Slack. Like there's been and we don't need to, to, to go into too much detail. There's been like this this uh, company floating around that's kind of ripping you guys off. Oh yeah. How do you feel about that? It's a little uncomfortable. So I mean, basically, I, this this came up in the Slack channel. Uh, somebody yeah. posted, I think, in the Field Nuts group. No, uh, no, no. It's in the Fountain Pen Network Facebook group. There you go. Sorry, I got the I got the Facebook group wrong. I knew it was in a face mm-hmm. a Facebook group somewhere, and they were basically saying, "Oh, my mum makes these, and it's just a straight up like it looks <laughs> like a ripoff." And then he effectively <laughs> says, "Yeah, well, they don't ship in I, Europe for cheap prices, so we kind of make them." I was like, yes, oh, so my God. He basically said, I, I don't have the exact quote, but it's basically, yeah, I told her to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Because like, it, you, you guys don't ship cheaply to Europe. <laughs> I, what are you going to do? I mean, I you know, Muji, Muji will start carrying them before long. I mean, it's, it's bound to happen. I, I don't know what to do. I mean, maybe, you know, Dan and I can... Uh, can, t- can talk offline about that. But in this particular instance, I don't care. It's not... It's more of a personal thing, you know. Maybe they'll do Etsy or something like that. It's uh, very different uh, materials that they use, but the pattern is identical. So I, for a split second, I was like, "Oh, this is makes me mad." And then about two seconds later, it's like, you know, there's nothing I can really do. So what? What do I care? I actually, I went in the the thread and like, gave, I said, "Hey, nice job." <laughs> I said, I said, I said, I said, looks good. Thanks for being honest. <laughs> Basically, thanks for being honest that you ripped us off directly. He's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so whatever. I there's nothing I can do about it. So is what it is. Gonna I I fully anticipate this to happen. Um, when I'll really start getting ticked and still won't be able to do anything. 
about it is, you know, when they come out of China or something like that. It's probably inevitable, you know, in a few years. But you just, you know, my, my theory is this. We're building this company to make products that we believe in. And no one else is going to have me and Jeff making their products. And we believe so much in these products and we're putting our heart and soul in these products that I don't care if someone copies it because it's not going to be the same. It doesn't have the meaning, doesn't have the heart, doesn't have the soul of anything behind what we're doing. So it it doesn't affect me. All right. No, I'm, I'm I'll buy it, man. Mm-hmm. You you said you're you're gonna buy one of their cases. Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, I bought one. That's what I meant. <laughs> so it's coming. It's on the way. Yeah. So now do I? The chat room is wondering. Do I need to go register at hover uh, knockoff dot com? Oh. <laughs> so good. Yeah. All right. Before we turn into bonanza, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Good idea. Um. If you would like to find the show notes for this week's episode, uh, go on over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 145, or you can find uh, the link in your uh, podcast app of choice. If you want to find us on social networks, uh, I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, And Brad is at dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And just to be difficult, he is penaddict um, on on the Twitter no, the mm-hmm. other way. No, no, wait. It's the other way around, isn't it? Wait, yep. your Instagram is pen addict. See, see yep. what happens. I rage quit Instagram that one time, so I can never get dowdyism back. So, but it's better to have pen addict anyway. That was never available on Twitter. Um, so there you go. That's that's the story there. And you can go to penaddict.com as well to uh, find Mr. Brad Dowdy's incredible work. Always, always a good thing to go to that website. It's a nice website. Um, I want to <laughs> thank our sponsors again for this week, our friends over at Hover, Hover on Cards, and Mastrop. But more importantly, thank you for listening. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>